Who said that? Okay, well, thank you so much for uh, coming. Welcome to the first episode of Who Said That? So exciting. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, So over here we have... Oh, our first topic we're going to talk, be talking about today, like you've known, is fashion designing. And over here, we have a beautiful fashion designer who, these women are just as amazing as human beings they are, they're more amazing being fashion designers. So I'm excited to talk to them and have you hear their story and kind of go from there. So I'm going to start with my left and just introduce yourself a little bit and then whatever you want to say and okay. we'll go from there. My name is Destry. You already know this. Yes, this I is do. my twin brother. Yes, everyone it's true. It's very true. So I am one of the owners of Boda. I own it with my mom, and I design our wedding gowns. So we've been doing this about four years now. Um, and before that, I was just kind of doing women's fashion. Got my degree in fashion design, and I feel like I loved fashion ever since I was super little. Like. I would steal my mom's fabric bins and just go through them and find my favorite fabrics and prints and stole her sewing machine, didn't know how to use it, broke it so many times. Like <laughs> that thing was in the repair shop a lot and I was always like, I don't I don't know, I don't really use it. So um, but yeah, I would just kind of make my own things um, ever since I was probably, I don't know, eight. So it's crazy. Cute. Yeah. And so I kind of always knew I wanted to do fashion, but I don't think that I really got into it until high school wow. and then like I was um I was in the what is it DECA program which has like a fashion design portion to it and like a fashion part of um DECA which I got to state with one of those programs it was super fun and then I was part of the fashion team I think I was no I was the president my sophomore year just crazy so yeah awesome. it was fun but <laughs> yeah. that's kind of where I am now so we have a store in Gardner Village and it's just pretty exciting seeing where it's come. So. Boda Bridal. Boda Bridal. You gotta go visit. So <laughs> Do you guys all have a cool fashion team? Mm, mine had, uh, we ha- what was it called? FCCLA, and it was supposed to have a fashion team, and I was actually the president. Yeah. But we didn't, <laughs> like, we didn't actually do anything with fashion. We like planned like assemblies, and <laughs> I don't know. It was we fun, had but Deca, it wasn't. But we didn't have a fashion section. Yeah. That's Shout so out cool. to Chris Caldwell, Timpanogos High School. <laughs> yeah. She's like, uh, seriously, yeah. one of my still, I just love her still. She like really Does she still teach? Me. She still does, yeah. She really? takes everyone to New York. Like, she goes above and beyond in the fashion That's program. Amazing. I think yeah. she placed cool. an intern with me. Oh, seriously? In the last couple of years, awesome. actually, because they came from Timpanogos, and they were looking specifically for fashion startup experience oh yay that okay she it's must Chris. be an incredible she professor. is I think she literally goes to New York every year since I was in high school which let's not talk about it was over 10 years ago <laughs> oh. it, was. What? Yes, it was what okay <laughs> anyway <laughs> so yeah Chris oh Holden. thank you She's everything yeah thank you Natalie uh hi um. <laughs> hi <laughs> okay I'm Natalie I have I do bridal design too, which is really fun. And um, I also kind of same started when I was really little, stealing my mom's fabrics. I made stuff for my little brothers to wear. They were my models, and they loved it. I would put wigs on them and everything. It's so cute. It's so fun. I I still have pictures somewhere, and I need to find them. And I'm sure they would love to see those. But... Yeah, so I would make like little dresses and do little photo shoots. That was what I would do for fun growing up. So it was just always my natural 
plan, I guess, to be a fashion designer. So, yeah, it just feels right. Always has. Love that. Cute. I love that. And what are you doing now? Oh, now I just opened a store in downtown Salt Lake. Yay. And yeah, thank <laughs> you. Thanks. And it's so cute. I love <laughs> your storefront. Yeah. Thank you. It's taken my whole year. So I haven't been designing much. So now this month is like my design month to like make up for all of the no designing yeah. for the year. Yay. So I'm in a really good place just designing new stuff this month. So really excited. And to think we all shared a studio at one point. We did. Oh, I forgot that you oh, all didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, my gosh. That's cool. right. That's yeah. so crazy, huh? Is that so before fun. you opened your store? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It was kind of just because we were both auditioning for Project Runway. So I was kind of, uh, and then I just was like, here's all my fabric and my crap, bye. Uh-huh. And left you. And then left it. it. Sorry. <laughs> have it back now. Yeah, it's at my house, so. <laughs> it's in a box somewhere. For you better be careful, stuff. and Perfect. Alpha might sell it. Yeah, you're right. That was expensive. I spent like a thousand bucks. I know. It was rough. Yeah. I did not have that money to spend, but I did it anyway. It's okay. <laughs> Okay, my name is Emily. I do have two companies that are fashion-related, but I didn't always know I was going to be a fashion designer. Um, So one of them is called Mentionables that I sold the majority of to my co-founder, so she runs it now, and it's a lingerie company. I didn't design the pieces for that one. And then the other one is called Tan Lines, and that one is a swimwear company that I did design the pieces for. But I didn't learn... I, I, I wish I had a degree in fashion design. I have degrees in business. So I feel like I've had to just like recoup and just learn everything that I needed and realized I didn't have all the skills I needed to do all of it. So it's been mad and crazy and amazing. And I've, I've really liked this world. I, my mom did teach me how to sew, but I don't so very much so (laughs) I did steal things she gave me sewing machines and that's like one of her favorite things but she did she did teach me how to sew and and fashion is something that she and I have in common so that's really fun that 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 was um and she taught me to do business um so she has an MBA and that's why I went and got an MBA so it actually really is interesting how much each of our moms played into where we are that's what I was noticing about this I definitely wouldn't be doing what I was doing Yeah. Yeah. yeah Yeah, so, yeah, go moms. I know. <laughs> Powerful. And your, your grandma, your mom? My mom. Right. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Kind of stole her machine, too, Yeah, right? same yes, thing. Yes, same thing. Stole machine, break the needles, didn't tell anybody, <laughs> hit it for a long time, but here we are. Now, Alpha, I think you need a mini intro. Yeah. Uh, what? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I, everybody, I my name is Alpha. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a fashion designer as well, but uh, I, I just thought one time, that, you know what, I really want to just talk to people because I'm just an extrovert, you know? Yeah. I love making friends. I'm just a super outgoing, friendly person. So I was like, hmm, what's one thing I can do that I can talk to people and just sit there for an hour and just talk? It's like, hmm, maybe a podcast. It's <laughs> such a good fit for you because yeah. you really are the most entertaining person that I have. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, let's do it. And I literally thought of the idea maybe a week or two and I'm like you know what I'm just gonna buy the mics I'm gonna google all of this I'm gonna go and see how YouTube everything and that's just how it's been and I love that you it. just do it you just always like you set your mind and you do it yeah amazing <laughs> I know cause it's gonna drive me insane you know when that movie The Greatest Showman came out uh-huh. and that song The A Million Dreams yes, yes. that's like my literally life we talked about this speaks my soul's language yes yeah. when I heard that song I thought to myself damn that song speaks to me because yes. there's so many times where Laura is like, we're in bed, and then she turns over, and I'm like, 
this, you know, just straight <laughs> yeah. uh, with my eyes open. She's like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I just have a lot of thinking. I'm just, I'm just thinking. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, okay, good night. <laughs> How many my hours away. sleep a night? Yeah. Well, with Vera, probably five. Okay, <laughs> but just without Vera in general, what would you say you sleep? Um, I don't know. I sleep six. Okay, yeah. I was like, I wonder if we're all kind of the same, but I'm like, I don't think I, I ever six. sleep more than oh, six. I Most. sleep so much. It's That's my greatest skill. To- <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I'm a better sleeper than a designer. <laughs> You're a better sleeper than your designer. I need same it. I need I so much sleep or I won't function. So really? yeah, I like get eight many? hours every single night or I'm a zombie. Like when do you go to sleep? Um, I go to sleep usually at like 10. And wow. Like, yeah. I go sleep at like midnight, you one o'clock, two, two, three a.m. to five a.m. <laughs> it's been a weird switch because I used to be super night owl when I worked at my house because I started working out of my bedroom. Yeah, and I like had a futon so I could make it look like it's like a design studio and have clients come over. And I hope that they did not realize I slept there. But then I would like pull out my futon, sleep. Um, anyway, but I would like work so late, and now I'm like, okay, I'm home. I'm not working. I'm gonna go to bed. Be excited to work in the morning. You know, yeah. That's so amazing. smart. I'm glad you sleep so much. We should all learn. We should all <laughs> so learn. Awesome. Okay, so we're gonna start off this interview finally because we've been just been talking. I love it. Okay, <laughs> um, so the first question is: I design because we fill out the rest of the. Um, sentence. So. We should skip orders so people aren't. Well, it doesn't matter. Whoever wants cool. to answer. dive in. Yeah, okay, yeah. I love that. So the, the the sentence is: I design because. Let you think about that. Well, I designed my swimwear because I could see this idea of the swimsuit that I wanted, and so I I'm a blogger, and I had been sent dozens and dozens and dozens of free swimsuits to review and to try and I always had like little things and I liked them otherwise I wouldn't post about them but there was always like something about them that I was like this wish this could there? be better yeah. the support could be better the boob cups could be better like the the cut could be better on the leg or or the tightness or like whatever it was or the fabric or something and so I was like I I think I can just find I will fix it and so I that's why I was like, I guess I need to figure out how to make it the way I want it mm-hmm. and make sure that there's space for the things that I want and links for the things that I want and patterns in the what I want and comfort. And I was just like, fine, I'll just do it. <laughs> so that's why I designed was because I, I couldn't find exactly what I wanted. And I knew there it must not be crazy. Other people probably would want what I wanted to. But that's why I, I did it. Yeah, I love that. I think in... in different forms like you said that you love that I just get up and do it we mm-hmm. all do the same thing yeah, yeah. and you never matter. know what you're doing when yeah. you start which mm-hmm. it's like if I did then I probably wouldn't have done it right. yeah. <laughs> and I think at one point all of us was hit with an inspiration so strong that you just have to get your ass up and do it yeah, you know? yeah it's like yeah. I just have to do that thing yeah mm-hmm. so I've, I've had the feeling before um, when I started my other company like I was like someone should really start you know a lingerie company that doesn't use any models and I was like, someone's going to do it. It's a great idea. It was like five years later, I was like, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> like, no one's going to do it. So, like, that's why I did it. Because, and I was like, I didn't know how to do it anymore. Everyone's always like, well, how did you know how to start a swimmer company? I get that question all the time. I was like, I didn't. Yeah. I, I didn't know. I know how, I know business principles, but I didn't know how to do it. You didn't know how to start a podcast. You didn't know how to open a store. No. You didn't know how to sew a dress at one point. Or to make your own dress without yeah. a pattern, you know. Anyway, yeah. Why do you design? Go back to the question. Yeah. <laughs> Ready? 
exciting. <laughs> Why do I design? I, it really just is kind of so natural to me. I don't, it's just always what I've been drawn to. And it for me, I don't think it has to be fashion. I could be designing anything. If I wasn't a fashion designer, I would be some kind of designer, whether it's mm. like light fixtures or like kitchenware. It really doesn't matter. I just want to be creating. Designing something. It's just so exciting to like make something kind of out of nowhere mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. to just get fabric and it's just like a flat piece of fabric and it's I mean there it's definitely special already like fabric design there's a whole other thing <laughs> but like having something that's not something yet and then you make it into something that mm -hmm. wasn't there before I there's just that. something so exciting about feeling. that when it's done and you're like, I did that, what? Mm -hmm. It's awesome. <laughs> and sometimes, honestly, it's not even a good thing that I made. <laughs> <laughs> but you made I something made that. Exactly, it's but terrible, I that. but I learned and now yeah. I know better and I'll make something better next For time. For sure. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, oh, that was a really good idea and it was hella ugly. <laughs> Never doing that again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say for me, I love designing because of the way that it can influence other people. Because, I mean, there's been nothing more rewarding for me than when a bride is up there in the dress that I designed and she's crying and her family's crying mm -hmm. and that she's like, this is what I've always dreamed of. I'm like, there are times where it is not worth it and I'm like, what am I doing? But those moments like where you see someone wearing something that you created, you designed, mm -hmm. it was your passion, but now it's like their dream dress or whatever it is. That was kind of like the biggest thing and the reason that I keep going it's like super rewarding and I think you've probably all felt that like seeing someone wear your piece and like genuinely just love it you're like whoa like I did that and it was it made me happy and it made them happy so I think that's probably why I started and why I can keep going so yeah. kind of seeing that rewarding it's it's awesome so. yeah that is really rewarding and I think yeah. yeah that's one of the most key thing about fashion designing and seeing your piece in somebody I think yeah. from for me, every I don't, this is so stupid, but every time I make a new collection and I see it on the runway, I I always like tear up when I see the runway show yeah. for the very first time seeing those clothes on the runway. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have worked tirelessly for this collection and I yeah. see it and everybody is viewing it now. I hope they all love it. <laughs> I love it and that's all that matters to me. Yeah, and so yeah. The the first time I saw one of my swimsuits like in Bali. I was like, how did that get all the way over there? That's huge. Oh, yeah. Like that's, that's amazing. Like I was like, this thing that like came out of my head is like on this girl who's like on her adventure on this like swing in the forest. Oh, like oh, yeah. I was like, that's exactly what I wanted it to do. And it actually like made it all the way on the other side of the world. Or you're shipping to like Australia yeah, for weddings in Australia so and the UK. Like I love that we are doing business in this time period where I feel like we're so lucky because if we didn't have like Instagram and all of that, like you can see where it goes, and also you can reach so many people all over the world and connect with people and like mm -hmm. those experiences where like you see your swimsuit on someone in Bali and they're like they're having such a good moment and you're a part of that it's yeah. so special and like for us with brides it's oh, like yeah. that's a very special moment in yeah. their life and you got to be a part of that so mm -hmm. that's very Amazing. fulfilling and so exciting yep yeah you're right. I like that question. Um, uh, on that same note I think it's a similar question uh, that I want to pose is what drew you to fashion designing? I, I, I'll start off <laughs> since I, we're all we're on the same thing um, so that you guys can think about the questions but um, I think what drew me to fashion designing is seeing the love that my mom had mm. for the clothes that she wear and the color I mean my mom she wears 
She has these <laughs> this one pair of Christmas earrings that she wears all year round. Cute. Like it doesn't, it, yeah. Like you can tell, like like you know, what do you, an ornament, you know, with oh like a little gosh. wreath on it. She wears it not even every single Sunday. I love it. And she she's you know she's she loves colors. She she has like five flowers on her hair with like this mumu with like huge sleeves, and just it's like had the best time of her life. You know what I mean? So seeing that for me, that really, I, I was like, I really love that. Like. What? If she can be whatever she wants, I can be whatever I want. And I feel like I want to create something with my hands. And, and seeing her sew, that kind of drew me to just sewing in fashion. So, yeah. That's the best. I think for me, it was um, always going shopping for my school clothing. Like, my parents didn't have a ton of money growing up, so I couldn't always get, like, the best of what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, literally the first thing I designed, I was cheerleader i'm not happy to admit it but i saw this shirt that was cut out the letters said cheer and i was like i want that so bad but it was not part of the budget i could not get that shirt so i literally like horribly cut out letters cheer and then sewed it onto a different color t-shirt and i was like now i have my shirt but it's funny because like i remember how much fashion influenced how i felt like even just going into school as a kid Like, I knew if I felt like I was wearing something good, I felt good. And it was hard, like, especially because we moved a lot. So going to new schools where I didn't have friends, I felt like fashion was the one thing that, like, could kind of help me through that. And I, so I loved it and kind of doing my own thing. It just, I was like, I know I can do this for other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's kind of where it started for me. That's cute. I love that. (laughs) For me, I think, um... Like I said, I would have been happy designing a lot of different things, but I think why fashion is what I chose is because it's something that's like really kind of a part of people. Like every day, it's like um, something that it's you connect with a lot on a more practical level. So, um, like for me, I don't have time to make my own clothes, but like when I buy stuff that are from independent designers, and it's something that it's like I'm gonna wear this every day, but there's like a connection mm-hmm. with it. So. Um, yeah, it's just like an everyday thing that you really connect with. So I guess that's why fashion. Like yeah. no one can see that on the podcast, but her jacket was unreal. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's from a local designer, and I'm gonna treasure it always because it's so special. It was made for me, it fits me perfectly. It's gorgeous. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that one on the chair over there. Though. Oh yeah, that one's beautiful. Mikkel Maddox, she's amazing. Shout I'll show you. I need a new leather. It's perfect. I'll I would like you. to support a nice local <laughs> designer. Yeah. Um, so I started a blog first, and I guess why it was a fashion blog is really then why I, like, because I had a fashion blog is why I started fashion startups, um, because people were already asking me fashion things. But I had a regular Instagram, and people kept asking me, like, where I got my stuff. And so that's why I started my my fashion Instagram. And it was a modest fashion Instagram, which was a nice niche for, like, why people were coming to me versus of the other really fancy high fashion designers out there or high fashion Instagrammers out there and I don't claim to be one of those but I did have like a piece of knowledge that I could help people find so I was like I don't think it's that hard to find like all of these little local places that sell these kinds of things that I want but I can put them all in one place for you and so that's why I realized I was good at aggregating things that fit a certain style mm-hmm. and making it easier for a lot of other people to find those things. So that's how I put it on my blog and the directories on my blog. And then, um, then yeah, people were sending me stuff and I realized that I could improve upon them and that's why I started those. And I like that after you make it, you can sell it. 
because yeah. I have a background in business. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I can make it for this amount and I can make X number of them and then I can sell them for this. And I like that part of fashion that it can actually be, it can actually turn around pretty fast, right? A lot of other types of business have um, longer manufacturing cycles mm-hmm. or designing cycles. And I like that um, you can actually get a response really really quickly. Uh, we did a case study in school actually that Zara can have something after fashion week, they can go back and implement ideas and trends that happened in fashion week and have things, I think it's within six weeks in their store. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. Like fashion is in an amazingly incredible industry where things like that can happen. Like tech can't turn around that fast. Like all these other industries, I think that's what I really like about it. And then you can wear it. I don't know. There's right. a lot of reasons why I really like every single step that we've talked about of why, why fashion. That's great. And uh, listening to you guys talk, to you ladies talk about this, um, it seems like all of you saw a problem and it became an answer and a solution to mm-hmm. the problem rather than the problem itself. Yeah. Um, and so speaking of problem, what has been what been some of the most challenging part or moment in your career and how did you turn it around? Mm-hmm. Or I guess if it's still a problem. Because <laughs> you know, there's still our <laughs> you're laughing because like, I know exactly what you're thinking. Right, right, right. Where do we begin? We, we, are, we, we love them. <laughs> I love them. But the problems I don't love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I could dive in hard with this. What do you want to know? Speak to the people. So you can <laughs> um, if anyone's about to be a bride, be patient and understand. I'm just kidding. No, for no. real. Um, yeah, it's hard when um, the expectations are unrealistic. Like, I think sometimes... Especially with the budget they have. With the budget and the... I mean, when you're trying to do something custom for someone... What they can explain if they're not a designer and what can actually happen are completely different things. Right, right. Um, so when you try to kind of explain that we can't do that or this fabric won't do that or the shape you want, whatever. Um, so you try to make things very clear, but then still when the final product is done and they try it on and if it's not exactly what met, what like what they dreamed in their mind or whatever, which you can't. You cannot match someone's mindset or like vision of something you cannot especially if they don't really know they don't really know what they're, <laughs> they're just saying this about. is kind of yeah, what yeah, i want yeah, yeah, yeah but it's like in their head still right so yeah that's kind of been hard where i would say like a large portion of the custom dresses are typically not exactly what they're thinking and dealing with some of those harder reactions or mothers that are a little out of control that's kind of like where where it's hard for me and that's still a problem is um you can put your heart into designing something and you might love it, but whether or not your client loves it is totally another story. So. Yeah. And then sometimes you're like, you're like, Kate, I want this sleeve with this fabric. And you're like, it's not going to work. Yeah, it's <laughs> not going to work. She's like, no, I know it's going to work. I was like, are you sure? It's like, so yeah, it. it's going to work. Then you do it. Then they get work. it. And you're like, oh, I don't like this. I was like, I just told I you told <laughs> two months ago when I was designing this dress that this fabric is not going to work yeah. with this sleeve and you said yes. <laughs> so for me to change it again, I would have to charge you an extra $100 right. for me to install another sleeve. Right. And it's so hard. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I'm personally such a people pleaser that I'm like, man, if you're not like raving about this, I'm going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't take it. Yeah. Because you've yeah, worked hard so hard. And they don't see like the numbers of 
phone calls you're on oh, and yeah. emails and you know like all these correspondence that you have to do with your manufacturer oh it's insane to just try and get it right and yeah, then get sketch, it and like, sketch new I patterns like it. I it's like well I told you that it's not gonna look anyway yeah yeah, so that's what it is. Expectations. That's what kills me. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. how are you trying to turn that around into a... Oh, project? I've done contracts galore now. Where I'm like, we have to make it very clear that this is all just like a possibility. It's not like going to be set in stone that this is how your dress is going to turn out or whatever. Right. So I think that once you like kind of level people's expectations, that's the one nice thing about just like... Fast fashion in general is that you don't have anyone's expectations. They see that exact item. They put it on. They're like, I love it. I'm buying it. I know exactly what it is. But you're creating something from scratch. It's another story. So contracts have saved my life. And like that's changed. I mean, most of those problems I've been talking about were kind of like in the startup phase of my business. Mm -hmm. Now that we have like more things in place, people with expectations in check are pretty decent. Good. Good. And I'm happy to hear that. That's amazing. It's been better. Yeah. Sorry, guys, that was a little... <laughs> I don't know. You're fine. You guys, um, I am a little overwhelmed with this question just because of how many hard things that there are. Yeah. There are so we, many hard we things. We can talk about all of it. <laughs> but, like, if you consolidate all of those things and try to find a common denominator, <laughs> I would say most of my hard things I've dealt with in business have just been a lack of experience and knowledge. Because, mm-hmm. so, like, we talked about, it's like you just jump in. We mm-hmm. didn't know what we were doing, so it's like everything. It's like the expectations of brides. It's like I didn't know, you know, like about the contract stuff. Now I do. It's yeah. like so now I fixed it. But like all of it's just like you know, you don't know what you're doing. You make a lot of mistakes, and then you just figure out, and then you know better. And so, yeah, it's just constantly Learn like that's not go. gonna stop. Yeah. I'm always gonna be like jumping into more and more things, and like taking on more things. But then it's you just learn. An experience and you just have to know making mistakes is not only okay it's like necessary yes. and especially in design because it's like I think in the beginning I would make a dress and then it's like it wouldn't be perfect and I'd be so upset about it but then it's like no it's okay that's your first draft and you just have to know like it's okay to like everything is a process you just have mm-hmm. to work through things and just don't be afraid to make mistakes so yeah such good advice learning especially like if anyone is wanting to start a business that's the thing like you have to you're gonna have to take all the failures and the losses of course because mm-hmm. at the beginning it's just gonna be you alone uh-huh. yeah especially oh, yeah. Or like even bad reviews because i'm gonna tell you guys i got my first bad review like a month ago and yeah. i was losing my <laughs> mind yeah, yeah. i was so personally offended and like i emailed the girl called her and i was like crying probably for a week i'm very sensitive like and it's too okay. sensitive. Right. but I was like this is so personal because it's like it is our hearts going into mm-hmm. like designing and everything but then I I read a lot of like inspirational entrepreneurship type things and this thing said if you're not getting enough bad reviews or if you're not getting any reviews you're not doing enough mm-hmm. because you're never going to please everybody right. so yeah. you kind of made me think of that where I'm like yeah you have to fail it's part of it it's part, yeah. of, the part of growth yeah uh-huh. growth for sure yeah in uh, in startup world, they call it failing fast, mm-hmm. so that you can get to the answer quickly and cut your losses faster, and then move on to the next thing that is the next iteration. Like get to the first draft really fast, and then see if it's going to work or not, and then like chuck it aside because like a sunk cost like that is actually irrelevant. You don't need to keep going down that draft if it's like not going to be yeah, good, and then you can be like, much, never mind, I'm scrapping it. It's just like yeah. school. It's like I didn't go to business school, but. 
like I feel like yep. I base like doing Utah Fashion Week especially I consider that like my business school yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just like I learned so much I messed up so much I made so many mistakes and yeah it's but literally just so the scientific like method of like I think it's I mean I have I have a theory that that like this one is going to do well or I need this much inventory or this fabric will do this or whatever it is and then it's like I'm going to test it with for as little money as possible so that I can see if it works and then if the test fails then move on Mm -hmm. but don't throw all that's what's been interesting don't throw too much money into one thing until you know it's going to work and then you can test it a little bit one of the things we did with mentionables uh, because one of the hard things I think about business is like how much inventory of what things to have at once and maybe with you guys it's like how much fabric of each kind mm-hmm. will you need and it sucks when you run out um but so we literally just bought a little bit made it look like we had a lot and then when it sold out we were like oh I guess it worked and um it would have been different if we'd bought way too much and then it didn't work and then we had to figure it out so we just like we were like okay that worked okay let's do a little bit more mm-hmm. okay that worked and it's like a super lean way to like have failures without it um just like demolishing you every time because it's actually totally expected that you're gonna like learn and then like crawl back a little bit and be like try it a little bit different way and that's actually the way all business works everywhere and yeah. it's totally fine it's, just it's the risk right way after risk after risk it, yeah. and you have to get just make so sure they're controlled with it. yeah mm-hmm. and, and that's actually the right way see someone's business from the back end all you see is the good stuff yeah and, like everyone mm-hmm. else is perfect but they it's tested little true. failures each mm-hmm. time too yeah. yep and then we, we just didn't know that they did. Right. Sounds like yeah. you guys are doing it all right. <laughs> all wrong and all right. <laughs> and having all physical right. locations of stores is a whole other level of hard. Oh, yeah. That's, so hard. I can't imagine, actually. My mom has one, so I, I can't imagine it. But like for me, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it seems so scary. <laughs> you guys are so brave, and I want to do it someday But you just really build bad. up to it. It's mm-hmm. like it's not like that's what we did at very first. It's like yeah. at first we... We're heard about little tiny studio in the pickle factory, and it was like leaking. It was hot during the summer and freezing during the winter. <laughs> in the yeah. pickle pickle and it was tiny, and we shared. And it was and dirty. It was cheap. And there was pigeons on and our roof. And if clients saw it, they might not have bought stuff from us. No, that's why we never let them come into the studio. We'll beat you out front. Yeah. <laughs> out front was more scary. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think a lot of people don't know that that's where it starts. So when they're like, oh, how did you start your your bridal design store and it's like well I didn't start with a store no there were like so many steps before Uh that but yeah Yeah. it's so fun to look back though and see like oh my gosh that was so embarrassing that I was doing that but it's like it's, you had to do you it you had to which is why many people won't start or they don't like think it Jeff goes that way Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. Amazon starts mm-hmm. in his garage and it's spray painted the sign Amazon yeah <laughs> so I'm like but where is he now oh we don't want to know a multi-millionaire billionaire billionaire, billionaire. 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 Oh, yeah. with a B yeah <laughs> We'll get there, guys. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, I just I was when you were talking, Natalie, when you talked about knowledge and having, because you know I'm a, a self-taught fashion designer, mm-hmm. so everything that I know is just something that I just kind of just did it, you know. Yeah. Um, I remember one time I did a uh, this one bride's dress, I sent it. And uh, so she had a little bit of alteration because, you know, she lived in New Zealand. Okay. So she had to take it to another design, another seamstress to do the, um, the stuff, uh, the alterations. Um, but when she took it to that, that, that seamstress went to school for fashion and sewing. And she, she was like, 
talking to the bride and she's like yeah the train is not proportioned right to your body like even the shape is not right even like the um the way it's cut it's not right it, there's like a certain certain circumference to the train that needs to be when you're this type when you're this size and when you're this tall i thought to myself i didn't know these things i don't know really no i think that's also just like a, an opinion no. <laughs> i was like to myself well okay maybe but i i i I didn't, didn't go to fashion school. I, yeah. I, I, I did it on and my own. And your designs well, and don't so, need that. Yeah. yeah. And so. there are so many different ways to do things. I think that this is very interesting in fashion when it's like like you hire somebody to sew for you and they put in a zipper so much differently than you do. And you're like, I mean, it's not like that's the right way or my way is the right way. There are just so many different, different ways. ways. And that's like why that's like the point of design is like always figuring out new ways to do things, different ways to do things. So it's like, that's not a bad thing that you've learned how to do things your way. Yeah. Well, and fashion is like art. Like yeah. if you design it and you're like, it's finished, that dress. It's that yours. is the way that it is. Yes. Yeah. Right. Your that is the new rule of yes. what that dress is supposed to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all of your manufacturers have to follow your exactly. design. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, fashion does not, there's no rules for fashion, but especially, right. well, I guess with me, I don't know for you guys, for you ladies, but for me, it's just, I I just think as, as fashion as, like you said, an expression of who I am mm-hmm. inside. Mm-hmm. And whatever I come up with, that's just going to be how it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. If you're worried about doing things the right way, you're going to be a terrible designer. Exactly. <laughs> you're going to be like everybody else, and nobody wants that. Yeah. Like you're in the wrong profession. Yeah, and it's just, you know, something you design, you design, or Emily design, it's just different from what I would design. That's what makes the design world so beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's why there's room for everybody. Yeah. You know, I'm like, and even what we buy is going to be different than what other exactly. people buy but what we design is different because everyone wants something different, different. yeah and being different is okay it's the best yeah um so if you ladies weren't fashion designers what would you be i like when you said lights like a oh, light fixture light fixture <laughs> i would love to do light fixtures or interior design i would be oh, like would a designer interior. of some kind or i would be indiana jones Ooh, oh <laughs> I don't know if that's a real like option, but I mean Indiana Jones. Yeah, Indiana Jones or Tomb Raider. Archaeology. I love it. (laughs) And that's your idea of archaeology is Indiana Jones. Yeah, well see the sad thing is that I don't think archaeology is usually Indiana Jones. It might be. I heard we don't know. Yeah. It's like I don't know. I made my own business. I guess I can make my own job in a different way. Yes. (laughs) You can. Um, I do have another life besides this one. I work in tech, and so I work for software companies, and I help start software companies. And what I really want to do after this is um, investing. So I have a little bit of background in what's called venture capital, which is where um, investors pool money, and then they put them into little companies. Um, They make investments in them. And that early stage of the size of companies that yours are, like that's my favorite part of when you take a seed stage is what it's called, a seed stage company, and then you you pour money in, you give them fuel, and then that's what gets them to the next stage. Because mm-hmm. a lot of companies, yeah. <laughs> a lot of companies don't grow past a certain stage. A lot of people don't understand that. Like, yeah, you can get it to the stage, but what makes other companies blow up is very, very, very often mm-hmm. 
capital. It's just money that you actually weren't expected to have to get it by yourself. It actually almost always, in a lot of cases, Spanx is actually an example of one where this was not true, but many of the other companies, many of the other fashion companies coming out of Utah too, they take investment at a certain point and it gives them the fuel to blow up, Mm -hmm. to suddenly be able to buy lots and lots and lots of inventory to sell much, 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 much more. Mm -hmm. And I really like that part. Because oh, yeah. so I want scary to me. I'm oh, it's so very scary. It. It's, it's, it's always that transition from like one stage into the next stage. Yep. It's so scary. It's very scary. And then you have other people in charge with you um, that you technically report to, which makes it scary. But it also depends. And you don't have your business doesn't have to be that big if you don't want it to be. Mm-hmm. You can stay. It's called a lifestyle business. If you are, if it's going to stay at the the stage that it's in for a long time and it provides for your lifestyle and maybe mm-hmm. a couple other people that work for you or, or you know, up to however many you want, but you're not like Spanx, mm-hmm. right? She's like the first female self-made billionaire oh, ever. I love and her so story. She still owns 100% she of her company. Wow. But that isn't always what we're all going to do. And yeah. it's also fine if you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no right way, but I love, love, love that. And I wish I could start many, many businesses, but I can't start all of them. So I like to just kind of join them a little bit. <laughs> so that's why, like, I'll just put some money in you and you and you and you. That's what I would do. Awesome. I will do it. Okay. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mine's totally different. I would be a singer, and you know this. Oh, yeah, you're right. A singer. <laughs> yeah, we auditioned yeah. for we the auditioned voice. We auditioned for the together. voice. You did? <laughs> what? We got a karaoke every yeah, month. Karaoke. We got to go this month. Mm-hmm. You are twins. Yeah. <laughs> we are. When we met at Jane, we were like, are we the same person? Because <laughs> you're talking about the same thing. It was. Because like, you auditioned for American Idol. Yeah. yeah. And he is Samoan Idol, yeah. which is unreal. What? Alpha yeah. is the most multi-talented human that I know. Here he is doing yeah. a podcast. He literally was on Samoa Idol, and he, you won, right? Uh-huh. You won. Uh, he is the reigning yeah. champ. Yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> just learning that you were, that, that this part of your life happened, oh, is yeah, happening. Oh, yeah. Years ago, or something but like still, that. Still, he's full of surprises. You were part of Utah Fashion Week. Yep. He was You're on, on Project, Project Runway. Runway. Mm-hmm. You have a baby. Yeah. So uh, many things. You have a so day job. Things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're stylist. Like, what? Crazy. Like, I know. Um, I think for me, if I was an fashion designer, I would be a teacher. Oh, you I just really good. Yeah. For what age? Of what? And, yeah, what? I, 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 not for little kids. Because. <laughs> Well, no, because I just don't like teaching multiple subjects all in mm, once. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I taught it one time in Samoa, and the, this uh, elementary school offered me this job. And I was like, okay, so what am I teaching? They're like, you're teaching social science, um, math, Samoa, English, PE. And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> no. You need to be teaching singing, fashion, <laughs> event planning. Styling, photography, all yeah. that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, but yeah, I would probably teach high school kids or middle school, anything that, because, you know, I, I was a teacher for like six, seven years, mm-hmm. and I loved it. I just love sharing, because language of love, love mm. is my, it, language of love is service for me, so I think that makes anything sense. has to do with like me giving back some do. sort. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that brings up the other thing that you do, your charity. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Holy cow. Um, give a lofa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And I photography. Love. We didn't mention oh, yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so this is about you guys. And okay. just uh, the time you make for your like family? personal life and family. Right. And yeah. Because you are also just such a good friend and you put yes. effort into relationships. Like, I 
don't see a lot of people do. I don't know how you do all of that. Stuff. How much time do you have in a day, though? I don't it's know. more than 24 hours. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know what you've done, but there's some more well, time. 18, here. technically, if you only sleep in the six. Yeah. If you slept four. Yeah, if you sleep four, you can leave 20 too. hours that you have free to do whatever you want. <laughs> Think about it, guys. Sleep for one hour. I'm just kidding. Um, there have probably been those days. Yeah, no, yeah. For real. There's been those days, and I've literally broke like, <laughs> like I remember when Vera was just, I think, not even a month. We just maybe just two weeks, and we were at home, and uh, Laura ha- was trying to get her to sleep, and she hasn't slept. So I finally like, like I was like, okay, give me the baby. So I'm like bouncing her sleep, and then I put her down. I've been bouncing her for like the whole entire night until like four o'clock in the morning. And I put her down because I know if she cries, Laura's gonna wake up, and then she's gonna wake up and we'll saw the baby. I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I just I want her to rest. I put her down, and she started screaming, and I started bawling. Oh. I'm like, and Laura comes in, and I'm talking to Vera, and Vera's like only two weeks, and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, Vera, why wouldn't you sleep? I just want my wife to sleep. Can you just sleep? Like this is a legit story. I'm not even. Oh, it's like Vera, please. I just want you to sleep. My wife needs sleep she hasn't slept for months anyways what so else was happening time? in your life at this time uh, <laughs> you were also d- during collection for utah fashion week i was getting ready to go for project runway <laughs> and also start just starting the humanitarian it's a lot you guys that's too much <laughs> that's amazing cutest story ever uh, I know. anyway there is now just the cutest thing ever yes okay so moving on um what what do you wish you knew about fashion designing or just the fashion world? You wish you knew about it before you even started on this venture. I don't know if I was really surprised by the fashion industry. I think I knew what I was getting into, but then yeah, I think <laughs> I think that there are a lot of unethical things that happen in the yes. fashion industry. A lot. A lot, yes. And so... Um, it's not something I was surprised by, but it's something that's a little overwhelming to know how it's sometimes it's very discouraging. And then I think like, am I in the right industry? There's a lot of like stuff happening here that doesn't feel right to me. But then it's like, once you're in there, you maybe just need to make the changes yourself. And it's hard when you're trying to start a business, but, um, yeah, I think yeah, trying to deal with all of the unethical things and maybe trying to change the industry a little bit. In your um, own little way. In my own mindset. little way. Yeah, and yeah. I see you doing it in your way. And like, yeah. I, yeah. What's, your, what's an example of an unethical thing that's happening that is like affecting you a lot? Um, for me personally, it is a lot of like knockoffs, mm. like in China. China. Well, mm. I think people don't realize how uh, like fast fashion how um, irresponsible it is and people don't realize that their purchases are like feeding into this um, like child labor like people don't value clothes to the point where they think that it's worth paying like an eight-year-old kid 20 cents an hour and like that's not okay but people don't even realize that that's what they're doing I think so um, I don't know, and also just like the environmental impact, it's very uh, the fast fashion specifically. It's like so many of your. I mean, everyone's just buying so much quantity of clothes and not quality 
it's like quantity and then you don't keep it for that long it's fast fashion it all ends up in a landfill and then you just replace it mm. with so much more clothes and then I mean and also just the manufacturing process a lot of times is not good for the environment people aren't um, and I just think people aren't aware, so I think that we need to educate people yeah. on like the responsibilities we have as consumers. Um, and that's not something I'm doing really much about. Like I make my things in the U.S., but other than that, it's like there's it's a little overwhelming. So it's something yeah. I want to do better with in the future, and I'm trying to figure it out. But um, so our like consumer culture in America is like a lot to blame for a lot of that I think and Mm -hmm. I heard once that um, on American TV shows they have characters where like you'd never see them wear the same thing twice ever unless they're trying to portray a crazy person maybe you taught me this this. did you teach me this yeah I think this is so interesting unless you're trying to portray them as like um as poor in some way that's the only time they'll like make them repeat clothes versus in the in European TV shows They'll they wear the same set, same oh. like their wardrobe yeah. is their wardrobe. And I think that's also a culture thing there. I read, I watched a TED talk that this girl did where she was talking about when she was a foreign exchange student in France and she got her room and they only had like five hangers. That she, just happened 12, to me at an Airbnb in France. Yeah. And it's like, there were five hangers in this tiny like, oh, little I need more, armor. but it's like, they don't even have, it's just not even, it's, it's just, they don't think about consumerism. And like buying, it's like they have a few quality pieces. They dress nicely. They she picked. saw her family, and they were wearing the same clothes all the time. But they were very nice, mm-hmm. and they always looked nice. And she had so many clothes, but they were all like she even would like wear pajamas with holes in them. And then her like French mom was like, "Why are you wearing that? It has holes in it." And she was like, "Oh, <laughs> like I have lots of pajamas and." I don't know, and then she just like threw stuff away and just had like one nice set of pajamas. And like when it got bad, she would replace it with like quality stuff. It lasted, and it's like people. I think you can have more of a personal look too. It's mm-hmm. like people it's will like have their own style instead of being like, oh, I'm just wearing all the trends all the time. It's like, like for example, my intern right now is so stylish, and she always. I feel like she has these items that I see her wear all the time and I'm like that is so tailored uh-huh. so like this she has her own style in a strong way and I and I like seeing people where it's like oh like she wears too. this that's I, I don't know you can really see people that's have her their jacket. own personal brand because they're really mindful about yeah. it yeah I like that mindful. it like, reminds me oh, oh sorry I was just gonna like your jacket you you had made for you yeah You're gonna wear that and I'm trying to do this for more years. yeah it's like just buy things that I feel like there's a personal connection with it. It is made for me. It fits me. It was it more expensive like than what I would maybe spend. Like, I'm trying to spend more on clothes, but have fewer clothes. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, right. I'll wear it for a long time. I just bought something from Afa that I have plans for. So like, already planning where I'm going to wear all of these things. And it's just something I'm really trying to do is like only it. shop at small businesses and, like, independent designers and, like, local on um, purpose. Maybe it's even like a little karma thing where I'm like, if I support the businesses that, like, this is how I want people to be when they're buying yeah. from me. I like, I want it to be a situation where it's like, you'll really value this item and it's special to you and you have a connection with it. So I'm trying to make those connections with my clothes because it's like, this is what I wear every day. I want it to be a mindful thing and it like means something to me. Just be more mindful with all of my purchases in general. 
What was the question? Go America. Did I get, like, way... We're talking about what <laughs> unethical... Oh, yeah. Sorry. You but, yeah, you reminded me of something I just saw about Kate Middleton. She has this gorgeous blue tailored jacket, and she's worn it three times, and people were so, oh, like, up and about it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, really? No, that was a very beautiful jacket. She can't wear it three times, and she's being photographed every day of her life. Of course, you're going to catch her wearing something more And than why once. wouldn't and, that be And why is wrong? it a problem, right? Yeah. I'm like, no, good for her to like yeah. kind of change I it. And she wears it a lot more. But I don't yeah. know why it's so different being a person in the limelight and being in, in a public figure compared to us. Because if you don't, probably the people that are saying, oh, why are you wearing that jacket three times? Are probably the people that are wearing their jacket seven million times. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Like, why is why the mindset she... so different? Mm-hmm. Or like someone on a movie or someone yeah. on a TV show, like in the TV show. Yeah. Right. Like, don't they just show them wearing exactly. that jacket that they love? Goes goes back to what you've been speaking on. It's just the fast fashion aspect of it. Things are so... Um, readily available to anyone in a very low cost so they think of fashion as not as important yeah. so when they have something they're like oh yeah it's great but you know it's not like the most valuable thing I have because I can go to H&M and get the same jacket for $20 to get right. mm-hmm. and then when they come to you with someone that does custom wear and they're like oh can I get this dress for um, $50 I'm like N- no, no absolutely way. not it's like why well, can't you get it from H&M well then go to H&M yeah the good, I mean, this is sad to say, but it's like probably a good thing that Forever Twenty One just went out of business. It's like what they did. Yeah, so and then like Rue Twenty One has closed almost all, all their stores, and those were like they've got to be child labor. When you look at quality mm-hmm. and cost, it's got to be. And so you're starting to see some of these businesses kind of make their way out, which is yeah. really nice. That's to great. See. Yeah. I, I think also with like the H. The, sorry, speaking back on H&M, uh-huh. their CEO just came up with this um, one guy with like $2 or something like that. He just, he just I read something uh, last week where he's saying that he's worried about his company in the fast fashion world with all of these eco-friendly, sustainable mm-hmm. fashion companies that mm-hmm. are coming up. Mm-hmm. He's most worried because of that. He should be worried. The generation um, coming younger than us, the, like Gen Zs or like 19, they do not care to support any of the companies that exactly. even like we supported at their age or or all of our colleague or our, all of the all of our peers are supporting they I mean my sisters are shopping at thrift stores like on purpose trying to protest mainstream things I love and that. they are putting these companies out of business oh. yeah. because they don't want to do they're not going to play yeah. It's my favorite. It's amazing. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, we're not going to play that game. Boom. They're all dead. It's like, oh, <laughs> And they're doing all these businesses are popping up that are doing the rental, mm-hmm. like, subscriptions for clothes, which I think is Rent the Runway great. is an amazing yeah. company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. You should all put your, like, gowns. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. how to get in there, but you, yeah. should, you should be rentable. Yeah. Hey, yeah. And I, that's... Uh, I don't know, because remember, I started also a baby and kid clothing line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super exciting. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, and it's a sustainable one where I make clothes of baby and kids from adult clothes that are not being... Recycled. Yeah. So it's just Love the it. same idea of just being mindful of what you're putting out into the world because we only have literally one Earth. We can't move to Mars, okay? <laughs> <Yep>. You guys, <laughs> there's only one. And if we mess this one up, while we're thinking and we're going, I don't know, out of darkness somewhere... <laughs> So we just have to be 
mindful of what we're doing and just become, again, a part of the solution and not the problem itself. It's definitely easier said than done, but if you do something little by little every single time, I think eventually we'll get to that point where we're like, wow, everybody worked together to get to this, you know, to be able to fix this problem and not work together to be the problem. Mm-hmm. So do you guys have anything else to say about that? It's okay if you wear the same jacket three times. Exactly. <laughs> it's okay if you uh-huh. save up for the designer, the local designer mm-hmm. that you've been wanting to get and keep it for yeah, exactly. five, ten years. Yeah, exactly. For years. Yeah. Because yeah. I would rather have you guys have my money than like Jeff Bezos, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He Although, too much. He's amazing, right? Yes. Like, yes. But like, you know, it's, it's okay to, to have fewer things and, and, and that's how you can afford to support designers like us, I think, is the yeah, like message. Buy sure. fewer things, but then you can buy one of Boda Bridal's dresses when you get married. You can buy office things for your kids when you have kids. It's a cycle. Buy my lingerie. Buy their wedding dresses. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's the beauty of being a fashion designer and also little businesses. You know, you mm-hmm. literally see what people and bigger businesses don't see well they probably used to see it yeah. but since they're so big now they've forgotten where they started and mm-hmm. how it really goes down um okay so when was the last time you were genuinely nervous about designing something every time i design something <laughs> i'm always nervous has it ever actually gone you guys have designed more things more times than i have i think has it ever actually gone horribly wrong? I mean, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like we actually sewed the first one, like, and you were like, "No." Yeah. Really. So many times <laughs> it happens. So many times, and especially after fittings, right? You fit it, and you're like, "It's like." <gasps> but, <laughs> but I think that it's even something that's like, okay, this is going in a bad direction. I can fix it though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or sometimes it's like. They're, okay, my most successful dress of all time, when I made it, it's my starstruck gown. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, that's the, the thing that's made me dream about the money that I have been able to make. Um, but when I was making it, I was like, nobody would buy this for a while. Remember wedding. when you talked to, when you when we talked about your starstruck dress, and you're like, I, I want to put this in my bridal collection, but I don't know if it's bright enough. And we're like, do it. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm glad you told me to. And now, like I said, it's my best seller. And yeah. after, like the season after, I came out with that dress. Another bridal brand, mm-hmm. like a big bridal brand, came out with the same fabric. And I was like, mm-hmm. yes, I knew, I knew it was good. I just had to like trust yeah, my gut. I mean, I wish I could do that with everything that I just yeah. bought. I wish it was always the case, but I mean, because then there are always the things where you're like, yes, this is so great. Everyone's gonna love it, and then like, you don't really get a response. From it, and then it's like, but it's fine because it's like, okay, that was just another thing I learned from. Yeah. On to the next, but you can test yeah, so scary. quickly because you, all three of you, can sew your own samples yourself, right? And I have to like employ a seamstress to like get my sketch like onto a body, and so she'll usually push back like ahead of time, and be like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> it shouldn't. She's like, "This is not, this part's not going to work," and I'm like, "Oh." So she like challenged me. You guys can just like whip it up and then be like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah." Oh, <laughs> so maybe that's why it's happened to me less. I'm like, "Wait, you guys could just sew the whole thing yeah. in a couple hours, and then well, a couple and hours then, later, like, no. remake it and then remake yeah. it until it's right." Because sometimes it really does take like a few tries. <laughs> yeah, I think the hardest thing is like when you can't quite get what is in your head to happen. 
person. Mm. Like that is the most frustrating. Frustrating. Thing. I'm just like, yes. This is not what I'm trying to do, mm. and I just can't do it. And so, but yeah, sometimes that takes you in like a better direction. That's true. Right? Sometimes like, you're like, this is not working the way I thought it was going to be, but I actually. Maybe, I'm like, glad that it worked this way. I can take it in this yeah. whole other. Yeah. Like I'll always sketch something that I'm gonna make, and then it will not ever look like it's like yeah. I'll change my mind so many times mm-hmm. in the process because it evolves. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that makes sense. There's only been one time where I made something and it was hideous that I literally <laughs> took my scissors and stabbed it. And I was like, you stupid! What? Wait, please describe it. Well, please describe what you thought you were making and then describe what you actually made. Okay, so I was making a, a bustier. Is that what's pronounced? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, a bustier. It's actually for Margie. Oh, yeah. Margie Keats. And I had, I, I've seen uh, it. yeah, and I was like, you know what? It's gonna be really great. It was for uh, Alexandra's wedding. Remember with that uh-huh. blue dress with the tulle? Yeah. I wanted to do a bustier underneath that. This idea of how the bustier is gonna look like, blah blah blah. I was like, oh, I know how to draft my own stuff. I'm pretty sure I can do a bus cup that size with Margie's girls. You know, <laughs> did it? It was the most horrific thing that. I did. <laughs> Waited until everybody slept. I was like. Just like, start, yeah, I'm like, this is the dumbest thing. I'm never doing this ever again. And I never did it again. And so Natalie came, what, how long ago? It was like two like, months ago. Yeah. Came to my studio. She helped me uh, sold my last collection. Thank you so much for amazing. <laughs> and she just like sat down. And you're like, okay, this is how it's going to be. This is the pattern. And you sew it this way. You switch it this way. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> That's how you sew it. You switch it around. I thought it was just on. Anyway, it's just a long story. It was just, yeah. But there's just been one time I'm like, I am gonna, yeah. And so it can be so frustrating when you put all that time into it. Yeah. And then you, yeah. Exactly. Like, and you so have this idea in your mind, and you're like, oh, it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be great. It's gonna fit great. And then you put it on, I'm like, it looks like droopy boobs, and it just doesn't make anything that is good. To Margie's girls. I'm sorry, I'm probably not talking about so the girls. So the design was sound. The structure yes. It's, yes. was the Droopy. Yeah. <laughs> Droopy. Yeah. yeah. But it was just one of those cases where it's like, you just, things usually don't work the first time you try something. Yeah. And that's, I mean, sometimes, but usually it's not, and that's okay. You just try it. It's not as good we're designing fashion and not like structures of okay. building. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't sign me. It's like, hey, it's not open. And one day later, it's all collapse. It's, like, it's, it's not up. holding things up. <laughs> That's okay. okay. Needle. Needle. Oh, so the structure sweet. is compromised. Yeah, I like, know. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Okay, so our last question. I know I could ask this all the time, so I'm asking you all the same question. It wasn't on the question I sent you. Um... What is one advice, it's very, you know, everybody asks the question, but what is one advice you would give to someone that is thinking or already starting brand new on this journey of fashion designing or even going into fashion school? I would say you just have to jump in and try it and it's okay that you don't know what you're doing because like if you, nobody knows what they're doing at first and I think you can push stuff off and off and off until you know what you're gonna be until you'll know what you're doing right but you just I don't know you just learn by doing stuff so Mm -hmm. like when I started I just jumped in like way over my head and you just like have to swim really hard to make it and Mm -hmm. I I, for me that's the best way maybe you don't have to pour a ton of money into it to Mm -hmm. test it you really don't 
Yeah. My advice would be, because um, I was like, oh, I, I can only sew like little baby straight lines. Like my mom taught me how to quilt. And I was like, crap, I, how am I going to be a fashion designer? I don't know. Like I, I, I literally was like, okay, I guess I... I asked for my mom for a serger for Christmas and I was like, it's going to have to take me so long to even get good at sewing so that then I can sew my first few things. And then when I finally realized that I could design and I didn't have to make it myself, that I could still get something manufactured, I was like, oh, I could, if I want to, I can skip this step in the middle and still get what, still get out of my head the thing I'm trying to make. And that's one way to do it. And I, I'm glad that I figured that out. Because uh, I didn't have a formal education, and I didn't have to do it exactly with my own hands as one version of fashion designing. It's different than what you're doing by a lot, yeah. <laughs> and I will totally admit that. It's a different level, and that's still okay, and I can still get it to manufacture, and I can still sell the things out of my head. Mm-hmm. And then you obviously self-trained yourself to do it anyway, which is another way. Like mm-hmm. There's not one path and exactly. one skill that you have to have if you want to be a fashion designer. There's no one yeah. right way to do something. There's right. always multiple ways. Yeah. 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 I would say um, just don't be scared. I think that that held me back for a lot of years. Like either thinking I wasn't good enough, I didn't know enough, I can't do it. But I think if you have like the passion for something, that's more than someone with the knowledge. Um, I think anyone can go further with drive than what someone can do with an education or money or whatever it is. So I think, like, just don't be scared. I mean, the fact that I quit a job that I loved so much to do what I loved more, it was worth it. Um, And so I think, yeah, just just take that leap and do it. And if, even if it's small, even if you like do a couple hours a day until you can mm-hmm. quit your job, it's not, you know, yeah. like you guys said, not one path, but like, just don't be scared. If you have that dream, you can make it like yeah. for sure. That's so true. I love what you said. This is Psalm one proverb that says, meaning you're smart, but you don't have wisdom. Mm-hmm. You can be smart as many times as you yeah. want, but if you don't have the passion and the drive and just the sense of direction to use all that you have learned mm-hmm. into the right way and the right direction you need it to be, there's no really use of having all that knowledge if you're not going to use it the right way. Right. A very so. tactical piece of advice that I have. Yeah. <laughs> Which all of this has been like super philosophical and wonderful and conceptual and all of that is true. And then the last part is make sure you get really good photos of your designs. Oh. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so that everyone else can actually see, see everyone all over the world and on Instagram and on Pinterest can like see what you did. Uh-huh. And and like they can see it the way you saw it in your mind. Like that last step of making like it's like it's not just sitting in front of you, but then you have to get all of the beauty and the lighting and the colors and like everything right and the model right so that they see what was in your mind. Like that's almost one of my favorite parts was when I was like, that is it. And I see the photographer or I I see the photo in the camera and I'm like, that is what I saw in my head. And it's like all the way done now. And now all of you can see it. Right. That's like, that part is so important. Yeah. Then they come. Exactly. It's really fun. That's amazing. I I always say, learn how to sew. (laughs) <laughs> I will. Yeah, I'll but, pay you for less. No, no, no. <laughs> no, that's all. Everybody's like, "What do you? What is the one advice?" It's like, learn how to sew. Because when you begin your fashion career, you don't have money to pay someone else. You don't have if you don't have your mom to sew, then yeah. you're screwed. Yeah. So therefore, for you to actually see what you design on a real person on yourself, you, do. you just learn how to do it. So do. I think that's what I would say. Anyway, is there anything else that you ladies want to add before we end this wonderful and beautiful episode? First episode. So fun. 
Thank you for bringing us together. Thank you. This was so fun. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much again for sharing your knowledge. I'm sure uh, whoever is listening to this podcast and is going into any sort of creative field or in this fashion industry specifically, I'm sure that they will be more inspired to do so or be sent to the right direction um, of what they need to do to be able to go in the right direction. There's lots of room. Yes, there's still room for you, so come on in. Um, Anyway, thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Who Said That? Until next time, see you later.